From the Thai Cats Audio Network, this is Thai Cats Today with Braden Neville. Hello and welcome to another episode of Thai Cats Today, right here on the Thai Cats Audio Network for this Monday, August the 14th, 2023. On today's episode, I spoke with Coach O about that big trade that happened last night, Stavros Katsantonis. He spoke to me about replicating his performance that he had the last time the Ticats played the Elks. And receiver Tim White spoke to me about working with offensive play caller Scott Milanovic and more. But first, let's get to some news around the team. As I just mentioned, the Ticats made a move yesterday on the trade market, sending QB Antonio Pipkin to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders for punter Keare Vedvik. Now, Pipkin didn't get much action here in his short stint with the team coming over earlier in the season, but he now goes to a Saskatchewan team that is in desperate need of help at the QB position after losing Trevor Harris and Mason Fine to injuries. There's potential for Antonio to come in and get some serious minutes on a Saskatchewan offense that needs some serious help. The Ticats in return got Keare Vedvik. The punter has suited up in 22 games for the Rough Riders over the last three seasons, totaling 135 punts for 6,048 yards. An interesting move and one that Coach O touched on today following practice. So Coach, the team announces the trade for the punter Vedvik and sending Antonio Pipkin back to Saskatchewan. Just what was the reasoning for, for that trade? Well, sometimes you're presented circumstances that you're, you know, you, didn't, you don't see coming. And so uh, we had uh, we had a punter, you know, and Bailey had to attend something uh, back at home. And we weren't really sure exactly when he would be back. And so rather than uh, take any chances on anything, we were, you know, we reacted uh, as quickly as we could. And, uh, you know, in order to acquire something good, sometimes you have to give up something good. But we had a need. And so that's why it was made. Now, in this upcoming game here Thursday, Trey Ford comes in, a young quarterback. What does this defense need to do to disrupt him early here? Well, I think his package is going to expand, you know. And, you know, at the end of the day, we may see more than Trey. And so, um, you know, they've got some some other people returning uh, to the lineup this week. So I'm sure that that's going to involve some of the game plan. Um, I'm sure he's going to be confident his, you know, what he brings athletically speaks for itself right like he gets out in the open he's he's gonna be hard to catch and so yeah we're gonna have our hands full there at the same time we got a whole football game to play and we're playing the whole elk football team and and not just trey ford but he's definitely uh, a cog that helps them go right now now taylor's gotten the chance now this is will be his third game starting he's gotten the chance to to have a lot of these weeks where he's the guy have you noticed him take a little bit more of a maybe a leadership role now that he's kind of getting adjusted to being that qb1 no i've seen taylor just be himself and and you know more of a leadership role you know i'm not in the locker room i'm not in every huddle um i just know the response that we see and the results that we're seeing and it's been consistent and that's all you can really ask for is consistent preparation and for the execution and things to slow down well for the execution to go higher and for things to slow down a little bit for him uh from you know period to period from day to day uh, you know there is some new terminology some new things that are going in so you know he's learning there also but i think scott's done a tremendous job of you know not overloading you know our people uh, on that side of the ball and at the same time um, injecting some fresh ideas i'm going to be talking to tim white later just a little bit on what you can give me on his season so far and, and getting him going here hopefully in this game 
Yeah, well, Tim's always a threat. You know, every game and every game poses um, a different set of challenges, the way teams are covering uh, our game plan and that sort of thing. We'd love to get all of our, you know, all of our receivers, um, you know, seven targets per game. It just doesn't work out like that. I think the most impressive thing with Tim is he comes to work every day. You know, he's he's on time. Uh, he's in his seat. He's ready to go. He doesn't let the external things bother him. Uh, sure, he's ultra competitive. Does he want the ball? 100%. I want every receiver to want the football, but I want every receiver to be more about winning and understanding that their role is vitally important regardless of how many balls they may or may not catch. But that's... That's universal in football. I think you're not going to find any receivers that just want to run clear out routes or that want to block all day. But we've got we've got a tremendous group uh, that are about the greater good of everyone. That was Coach O. Now Stavros Katsantonis has been a guy that has gotten a lot more responsibility on the Ticats defense this season. And his first start of the season came against the Edmonton Elks, and that was a game he really showed out and was able to really solidify himself in a spot on that Ticats secondary. Stavros spoke to me about replicating that performance on Thursday and more. All right, Stavros, first of all, how was the bye week? What did you get up to over the break? Oh, yeah, definitely. But bye week was great. Got to spend some time with some family, uh, niece, nephew, wife, brother, sister-in-law. So it was all, all good times down uh, down in the States. So, yeah, just glad. Always good to get some time off, but, but happy to be back, back to work. Now, this upcoming game, you're playing the Elks, and your coming out party for the season, if you will, was against the Elks. You had that big pick six. How uh-huh. do you replicate that performance and, and come into this game and, and play similar to that? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it just comes down to preparation. Um, you know, that's what we preach around here is uh, preparing to perform. So, uh, you know, there's no overemphasis on, on anything, you know, different that I've been doing this week than I haven't been doing in, you know, the previous week. So, uh, you know, the, the way I prepare isn't going to be any different. Um, you know, there's always room for a little more, that's for sure. Um, but, yeah, going to prepare the same and, and be ready to play on uh, – on Thursday night. Now you're playing a young quarterback, a guy who can do both. He can run the ball, he can throw the ball, Trey Ford, and depending on what they go with in that offense, just what needs to be done on this secondary to contain him and get him off his game here? Uh, yeah, I mean, from a secondary standpoint, that that you know that just involves us covering our guys. Um, you know, if we do have to make a tackle, uh, you know, if he gets out of the pocket, then you know we'll do our job on that end. But you know, just from a secondary standpoint, we know you know he's a fast quarterback, and you know he's he's starting for a reason. So um, you know, we're just going to do our job, cover our guys, and, and go from there. That was Stavros Katzentonis. Now, the final guy I spoke to today was Tim White, the Ticats' star receiver. Has had his ups and downs this season, but is easily still regarded as one of the best receivers in the CFL. Like I typically do in my sit-downs with guys, I spoke to Tim about his time in Hamilton both on and off the field and what needs to be done Thursday against the Elks. Tim, first of all, how was the bye week and, and what did you get up to over, over the last week? Bye week was pretty good. Uh, basically, just went home, went back to California, see my parents and everything. So it was pretty, pretty enjoyable, I would say. And what are you doing in California? Like, what, on your spare time when you're not training, what are you, what are you doing for fun? I'm hanging out with my kids. I think that's fun. Uh, family's super important, so I just look to hanging out with them as much as possible. What's the weather like in Cali right now? Is it is it hot this time of year? Yeah, it's beautiful right now. Um, when I was up there, it was really nice. It was it got a little hot, you know, but I mean that's part of it. Wasn't able to stop by the beach, but uh, you know, it's still enjoyable. Are you doing any like surfing or any like ocean sports? <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing like like for fun in terms of like California lifestyle? Stuff? Yeah, no, I'm not surfing. I try to stay away from the sharks, <laughs> but um, I will hit the beach and you know I enjoy my beach workouts for the most part. 
and uh you know i'll take my kids up there and everything like that so beach workouts what are you doing on the beach for a workout like is it is it a little different i'm assuming it's different than an average workout when you're working out yeah. on the beach. yeah no it's definitely a lot different than, than an average person i don't think the average person can do what i do on the on okay. the beach but um it's called the sand pit pretty much and it's in del mar california and we go up there every single year pretty much like two times a week and it's pretty much like a football field out there just deep sand and we're running the entire thing you know <laughs> we're just getting creative out there working on our routes working on catching the ball running after the catch and everything like that just making sure that we're in tip-top shape so you're yeah, let's do you find that's helping with speed too like almost that resistance of the beach in a way yeah. like that's kind of what you're going for with those workouts yeah definitely like speed power and uh just being conditioned to be able to just keep your legs turning through contact and everything like that so let's fast forward now you're back here uh at practice this week and obviously a big change on the offense with scott scott coming in here and running the offense what's it been like working with him here over the last couple of days yeah no it's funny because i feel like i'm trying out again you yeah, know yeah, like, yeah. like that's where i'm putting my energy is that i just want to try to impress this guy as much as i possibly can show him what I can do so he knows that there's no limits, you know, and uh, that's pretty much been my focus. And what's it like, his philosophies, are, are, I'm assuming they're obviously different, every coach is different, but what, how has it been? Is there, Have you noticed anything different about the way he kind of approaches the game? Um, he just coaches hard. You know, I think he has high expectations and he does demand it from his players. That's what I've seen up to this point, you know, so I just try to go out there and live up to the expectations and then try and push it even further. Now, at three and five, it's not the position you want to be at right now, but you're far from out of anything in this in the CFL race right now. From a leadership standpoint, you being a leader on this team and, and one of the top receivers in this league, what's the message you're kind of sending out to guys to, to keep them, you know, keep the pace going, keep them up to speed here in, in, in this playoff race? Yeah, well, number one, I, I mean, it's just listening to Coach O, you know, listening to what, it, what he has to say, listening to his message. And then it's just being, you know, we're in this, in this position for a reason. So let's just continue to work. Let's get better and let's embrace where we're at and let's try to get better and, and turn it around. Now, there's so many talented receivers on this team, and it, which makes it difficult for the ball a lot of times probably to be spread out because there's so many guys to target what have you noticed about having that many good receivers in this group like you do this year and how it affects just the offense in general I noticed that um gelling I think is the most important thing and you know each player wants the ball you know but once we learn how to gel together then we're going to see that we can move the ball up and down the field easier and you know seeing a, another guy make plays is going to be it's going to be fun you know so we just have to embrace that and know that when our time comes then we just have to make our play what's the attitude kind of been like here now that you've all had a week off to kind of reset a bit and now approach this game on Thursday what has the attitude been like with guys around the field I think it's been fresh, new, uh, definitely a new mentality, and uh, guys are just excited. You know, it feels like we're pretty hungry. And Taylor Powell, he's, he's, he's been, you know, kind of that surprising guy who's come in and third string now to starter. He's played enough games now. He's starting to get a little more, you know, I, I would say he's been comfortable the whole time by talking to him, but, but he's getting more comfortable. What's it been like working with him now and, and him getting his third start here? Yeah, it's like every time you look at him, it's like he's he's growing, mm -hmm. you know. So you're looking at him him grow every single week and every time he gets an opportunity uh, and, you know, just looking forward to seeing that transition into a game fully. And I think he'll take that step. And uh, each game is just going to be important to his growth. 
And are you kind of helping in a, in a way with that growth, being a veteran and, and giving him advice and, and, you know, just kind of staying with him along this process? Yeah, definitely. Like I said, I just try to be an outlet for him, you know, especially in the games and just making sure I stay positive for him, uh, just having good body language so he sees that it's okay and we have to focus on the next play because it's about the team. And, uh, you know, I think that's one of the most important things. And then he just has to listen to Scott, listen to his coaches, and they're going to they're gonna help him. And now let's talk quickly about this game coming up here against Edmonton, the team you got the victory over in your last matchup in Edmonton. How do you guys get that offense going early and, and get on the board here and, and take the victory here against the Elks? Yeah, well, I mean, you just want to go in the game with the approach that, I mean, obviously you want to dominate, but, you know, there's going to be times where there's adversity. So you got to expect adversity and you have to be ready to just focus on the next play. Big thanks to Tim White, Stavros, Katsantonis, and Kocho for being on the show today. Some news before we go. The Ticats have some info that they want you to know about the 110th Grey Cup, November 19th. There will be a Grey Cup launch party that goes on tomorrow, and they will be streaming it live on YouTube from Tim Hortons Field, and there will be a ton of info released at the launch party. So make sure to go to the Ticats YouTube channel at 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. to get some big news about the festivities around this 110th Grey Cup celebration. Some exciting stuff going down tomorrow, and I will have a lot more info on tomorrow's episode of Ticats Today. That's all the time for me today. I want to thank you for listening to Ticats Today. Today.